Welcome to the Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It podcast. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic pain warrior, here to inspire hope and strength to the Spoonie community. Get ready to lift each other up and find ways to live the best life possible. All right, everyone, before we get started in today's amazing episode today, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know that I actually have another podcast that I host. So, you know, obviously a chronic pain warrior, chronic illness warriors, we all have other interests than just healthcare, as I'm sure you guys all know. Yes, our health is important, but it's not the only thing in our lives, as I talk about in a previous episode. So my other podcast, which I co-host with my friend Pete, is called Into Everything with Pete and Kels. I really think you guys should check it out. It's about pop culture and all those fun topics. All right, so now let's get started in today's episode. Hey everyone, I have a great guest on today. Um, I'm going to tell you all about him in a couple minutes here. Um, But we're also starting to explore a few different topics in this podcast. Um, This week we're going to be talking about asthma. Um, So I know uh, there's so many chronic illness out there and there's so much we can cover. So we're just taking a little one step at a time, trying to bring you guys some amazing guests to talk about their experiences with these different illnesses and kind of uh, build that support in that community, which I think we really all need. So stay tuned for this awesome episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It. Today's guest is a chronic illness warrior. Adil Lalani is here to talk to us about living with asthma. So Adil, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, so uh, just so everybody knows, Adil and I actually work together at Best Buy. Um, and we've been at the same store for, I guess, about a year now. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So, um, so Adil's kind of here to share his story with us. So um, I guess we'll get started. So first off, you, um, you came to, you immigrated to Canada. Um, you were actually raised in Africa. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about, about that and your experiences growing up? Yeah, for sure. So I was actually born in Canada. Uh, credit to my parents for thinking uh, 20 steps ahead. Uh, I was raised in Tanzania for like 15 years and then uh, I came to Toronto in 2007 and I've been living here on my own ever since. Uh, so I came to Canada mainly for education and financial purposes just because it's it's not worth uh, going to school there because compared to if you are a Canadian citizen, uh, you Pay, you pay uh, nothing for tuition versus paying upwards of thirty, forty thousand dollars U.S. Uh, living in Tanzania. So, wow. so it made more sense to come here and pay rent as opposed to live there and pay so much money for school. Okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. What was it like growing up there? I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Nice. Best time I've ever had. Best friends I've ever had. Uh, definitely one of the most beautiful places in the world. Cool. It's probably not a place that a lot of people really think of. So it's, yeah, it's really Tanzania. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do there. So mountains, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro, you have the wildlife, where it's the Serengeti, uh, you have beautiful islands. Uh, so has best of all worlds. Oh, it's really cool. Um, so then kind of talking about um, your illness, so asthma, um, how old were you yeah. when you were diagnosed with it? It was actually about five years ago when I got wow. diagnosed asthma yeah it was uh, kind of tough because it was i was 22 years old and that was during the most active time of my life so it was just it came at the worst timing for me uh but yeah it was around tw- uh, uh, 23 years old about five years ago 
Okay. Um, and had you had any symptoms before that? Was there anything that happened before that that would have made you think you had nothing. asthma? Or? Nothing. I wouldn't think I had any asthma, nothing. I was playing sports regularly. I was working out. No problem until like five years ago. And suddenly I have asthma. Okay. And what, what, what brought, do you know what brought it on or kind of what happened leading up to it? Yes. It, it was According to the doctors, it was uh, because of allergies I got. So allergies kind of led to asthma. So I had a cat and the cat allergies kind of built, built, uh, built my asthma, I guess. And it just took off. And so I'm still allergic to cats and I still have asthma. Very interesting. I didn't actually, I didn't know that it could happen like that. So that's really yeah, weird. It, so allergies lead to asthma somehow. Weird. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, that's, that's some really good information. So, um, and it's a, it's a pretty common illness. Um, you hear, yeah. you often hear about like kids specifically, um, getting yeah. diagnosed. Um, but you know, for those of us who don't, who don't have it and have never had the experience of an asthma attack, what does that feel like? Uh, it's not a very fun feeling, but it, it basically feels like your lungs are closing in, uh, and it makes it very difficult to breathe and take full breaths. Uh, I personally also experience chest and back pains uh, just because your your lungs are constricting and it's putting a lot of pressure on your back and chest. Uh, I also cough a lot because when your lungs are closing, you don't have the airway to breathe and you end up coughing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I also experience like runny nose. So a whole lot of symptoms when you have an asthma attack. Okay. Um, Do you have them very often or like how often would you say you've had them? Um, it's hard to say because there's good days and bad days, but if I were to put an average to it, probably, uh, like I'd have to take my puffer essentially twice a day, four to, four to five times a, a week. Oh, wow. Which in that case constitutes as severe asthma. Wow. That's, that's yeah. pretty intense. Uh, definitely yeah. doesn't sound fun. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> um so you know, we talked about kind of the, some of the physical symptoms. Um, how do you feel emotionally when you have an asthma attack? Does do you, I guess it's- Yeah, it really kind of drains you because you don't know when's a good day or when's a bad day. It just, if you're having a bad day, you just, you know, sometimes you end up taking the puffer four times a day and mm-hmm. it just kind of drains your lungs, your chest starts to hurt. Uh, and when you have it very often, you kind of just, your head hurts and you just like, you don't want to do anything. You just want to sit and, you know, it just- if you had plans to go work out or you had plans to go play sports, you just don't feel like it anymore because you just drain. So for me, that's like emotionally draining that I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, that sounds really difficult. Yeah. Um, um, what's the worst attack you've ever had? Uh, the worst attack was actually fairly recent. Uh, I would say at the beginning of March, which was really scary because there wasn't a lot of information on the coronavirus at the time and it was just you know getting more like uh you know clear like what the coronavirus was Mm. uh and the one thing that it was clear was that it affected people with asthma or respiratory illnesses more than regular people so Mm. that kind of scared me that what if i had it so and it was one of the worst ones because I remember having a friend over that day and, and we were watching TV and I could just, he could hear me wheezing all the way from across the room. Wow. So 
yeah like when i started when i started having asthma attacks you can't breathe and you can hear the wheezing and it sounded really bad and i took my puffers which are like the blue ones are like uh, rescue inhalers mm -hmm. and it just wouldn't go away so i had to go to the er uh talk to a doctor i asked them if they think i had the virus they said no it seems like you have a regular cold uh but it makes it worse when you have a cold and you have asthma right because uh, it just constricts all your chest your everything and they gave me an air chamber i actually brought here to show which looks like this okay. which a lot of people who have asthma will mostly have uh this helps you breathe uh take the puffer better okay so essentially they gave me this and told me to take like four puffs of the puffer but even then it was, still wouldn't go away and just was making giving me like panic attacks on top of an asthma attack mm -hmm. so it's just that was probably the worst and then they didn't it didn't really solve when i went to the er they didn't really fix me up or anything uh, they just told me go home just keep taking puffer as needed and you'll feel better it took like three or four days of me actually taking the puffer very consistently uh and then i got better eventually right but that was probably the worst time and i actually thought i had corona at the time yeah, that's super scary. Um, I mean, I remember you yeah. had some work at the time as well for that. Um, yeah, I missed a lot of time from work, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so a couple things. Um, so one, you, you mentioned that when you have a cold, it always makes it worse anyway. Um, yeah. Did this feel like that That does when you have a cold? or? Was yeah, it so I, I didn't really have like a cold where I was like sneezing or anything mm -hmm. like that, but I, was, I just felt weaker. So I guess I had a cold. Um, I don't know. That's what the doctor said, at least. And it just, yeah, it just was the worst because you, my wheezing was terrible. Mm. Like when you can hear someone across the room not being able to breathe, that's, I would say, pretty bad. Yeah, I would, I would say so too. Um, and then let's kind of unpack the coronavirus part a bit. Um, so obviously, yeah, like they've said, people with um, respiratory illnesses are more likely to get it. Um, did that make you worried about catching it? Definitely, yeah. Because especially at that time when they weren't really doing tests, they were just saying, stay home, just stay mm. home. But they, like, what if you actually have it and you have respiratory illness? Like, what do you do? It wasn't clear. I actually was on the phone with telehealth and I was on hold for 11 hours. Wow. Yeah, I had my phone on charge, just called telehealth, put it on speaker, just had the phone on the ledge and then like 11 hours later, someone picked up and I ran to the phone. I told them about my symptoms and everything. They basically said, just take the puffer and try to stay home. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you really, really have issues, then call 911 or something. Right. Uh, but they recommended staying home at the time because there wasn't much information or you couldn't just go do a test at anywhere. So it was much harder. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, did you ever have to take a coronavirus test or were you one of the lucky ones that didn't have to? No, I didn't take a test. No, they just recommended that I stay home for two weeks. Okay. So that's why I was off from work because uh, at that time, they just anyone that had it or they thought that had it, uh, any of the symptoms, just stay home. Mm -hmm. so i was home for two weeks at that time yeah and then we um and then i guess shortly after that we were furloughed for a while so exactly so i was home anyway so that was good that i was you know i knew i wasn't gonna get it because i was at home at, all the time yeah so did you did you feel a lot safer being at home definitely yeah yeah for sure yeah 
Yeah. So just like everybody listening knows, we were given an option to be furloughed. So we were told basically you can either stay working um, and we're working retail electronics. So it's not, it's essential, but non-essential in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's tricky. I feel like they did a lot of business because it was essential. A lot of people were working from home and mm. studying from home. So it was something that, you know, students or people working from home probably deemed essential, but someone like us that didn't really just have to sell the electronics, we probably thought it was essential. Yeah. So it could go either ways, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of feel, and especially, um, especially with like us having chronic illnesses, we're both like, Oh, like just stay at home. It's a little yeah. easier. They asked if I could uh, stay on, but I just felt safer taking the furlough option and just staying home and being just absolutely sure and safe. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then now you, well, we've both been back for um, a couple months. Um, do you feel, how do you feel being at back at work? Um, I, at beginning the first couple weeks was a little scarier because the cases were so high up there and like, you know, we went back and, we were, I thought there would be some good protocols. There was, and then when we opened the store up to people back coming into the store, it got a little trickier, and I felt a little unsafe at that time. But I think we're good now. I think everyone's wearing masks coming in. Most of pe- most people are wearing masks coming in. We have the plexiglasses, so it's a little bit more, I would say, safer now. Yeah, I mean, it's really good that Toronto has a bylaw that says we have to wear masks. Yeah, for sure. Help for the most part, though I did get a customer the other day who said who came in and said he couldn't wear a mask because he had asthma, and I would like I bit my tongue. But I'm curious what you have to say about that. I would definitely think that that person should most definitely wear a mask. Like if you have asthma, you probably want to wear it. Right. Uh, I know, like if I were to wear a mask and go running, I would probably like have an attack. Or if I go and work out in a mask, I'd have mm. an attack. But if I'm at work, just walking around, taking it easy, like, you know, not breathing too hard. And, uh, and I take breaks. I take it out whenever I want to, you know, go wash my hands or take a, take a break in the break room. But I, would, I wouldn't go out to work or outside without a mask for sure. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. Better safe than sorry, essentially. Yeah, especially during a pandemic. I think that's just like good rule of thumb yeah, right now. I feel like that's just an excuse because they don't believe in it, but it's not really how they actually feel. Yeah, it's kind of, that's basically what I was thinking at the time. I was like, yeah, it's like, I'm fairly certain Adil wouldn't be wearing a mask otherwise. Yeah, no, I would definitely wear a mask, even if I have asthma. Yeah. If you can't, just stay home. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so kind of moving from coronavirus, um, what, how do you manage your asthma like on a, on a regular basis? So you said you get like four, three to four attacks a week. So um, yeah. kind of how does that make your life work? Um, there's no really, uh, there's not much you can do to really manage it. It just comes when it comes. And, you know, the worst part is when you forget to take the puffer somewhere and you have an asthma attack, mm. right? Uh, then you're like, what do I do? Do I go home? Do I, you know, take an Uber home to go get my puffer? Do I go to the ER? Uh, that's the worst part. Um, and I'm very forgetful. So what I do is just now is just, I put, I bought like five different puffers mm. and I put it everywhere. So in my, all my bags, in my bedroom, nice. like everywhere I possibly put a puffer. So I just try to be more prepared as opposed to managing my asthma. That's, that's like probably a good, 
tip for anybody who doesn't have asthma is like if you can obviously it depends if people can afford to have multiple but um, yeah so yeah like luckily our insurance is pretty good and i mm-hmm. can afford to get them so i kind of have as many as i can and just put it everywhere yeah that's super smart um yeah do you do you think it's affected your life in like a super negative way or has it been kind of just a thing obviously it's not fun to get asthma or like worry about asthma um but it's it has affected me but luckily i do have a good an amazing girlfriend and wonderful friends that also take care of me when needed so i have a great like support behind me support system um i also love playing soccer working out but sometimes i have to take it easy or skip out if i'm not feeling up to it or having mm-hmm. an attack so it's just one day at a time essentially yeah that makes sense um so you, but but you can still work out you just yeah yeah no no i i don't let anything stop me i i would you know work out i'd still play soccer uh so it's it has some you know some some days are negative but you can't just you know take that negative aspect you want to also be able to live your life uh so just take it one day at a time essentially and see how you feel but take it easy sometimes or skip out one or two times if you have to continue doing your regular routines awesome um and what advice do you have for anybody who i mean you've given some advice already but uh, for anybody who's been just diagnosed with asthma or um like we kind of talked about so often it's kids who are diagnosed so if it was a parent whose child was diagnosed what would you tell them um i would say even though it's very inconvenient to deal with asthma just never use it as an excuse not to do things uh i still travel play sports go to the gym etc uh, just live your life the same way as if you didn't have asthma. Just deal with it one day at a time. Uh, that's probably the only advice I can give. Oh, that's great advice. Um, and what are kind of your future plans and aspirations for your life? Um, as you already know, I'm working towards my uh, real estate license. I always had a passion for it. So I'm excited. And I actually can't wait to sell you a house once your career takes off. Wow. Yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm hoping I can afford a house out here. <laughs> I know Toronto's uh, getting expensive. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's great that you have you know amazing future plans and you're excited about. You can hear in your voice how excited you are about them. Yeah, um, for sure. Cool. Um, anything else you kind of any other wisdom you can depart on us before we? Uh, I can't think of anything else to really say. Just. No, live your life to the fullest and that's it cool um and adil where can we follow you on social media uh so on instagram would be the best i guess and my it's basically my name so a-d-i-l-l-a-l-a-n-i uh one word sweet cool all right well thank you so much for coming on and and sharing with us your story i really appreciate it. i know everybody else who's listening to you. kelsey uh thanks for hearing me out stay safe and stay healthy cool All right, everybody, thanks for uh, taking a listen today. And if you like this episode, please make sure you share it on your Instagram page. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chronically Living Podcast. If you love this week's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next week, stay strong.